Chapter one, take two. Two. But I don't want to wait. Clary folded her hands tightly in her lap. Her fingers clamped together so hard that the tips turned white. All my life I felt like there was something wrong with me. Something missing or damaged. Now I know I didn't damage you. It was Magnus's turn to interrupt. His lips curled back angrily to show sharp, white teeth. Every teenager in the world feels like that. Feels broken or out of place, different somehow. Royalty mistakenly born into a family of peasants. The difference in your case is that it's true. You are different. Maybe not better, but different. And it's no picnic being different. You want to know what it's like when you happen to be born with the devil's mark? He pointed at his eyes, fingers splayed. When your father flinches at the sight of you and your mother hangs herself in the barn, driven mad by what she's done. Or what's been done to her. When I was ten, the man who raised me tried to drown me in the creek. He knew I was no son of his, that my real father was a demon. I lashed out at him with everything I had, burned him where he stood. I went to the Silent Brothers eventually, for sanctuary. They hid me. They say that pity's a bitter thing, but it's better than hate. When I found out what I was really, only half a human being... I hated myself. Anything's better than that. Well, that's a light-hearted way to start this week's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to Chapter 1, Take 2, the podcast where we read the book, watch the film, and then discuss the adaptation. My name is Maddie. And I'm Brianna. And this week we are covering Shadowhunters City of Bones by Cassandra Clare. What a book. There's so many titles. It says Shadowhunters, The Mortal Instruments, City of Bones. Yes. Which is it? I know it's all of them, but uh, there's just so many. I think, I think it's, so it's Shadow Hunters is bigger than the Mortal Instruments, and that's bigger than City of Bones. Yeah, cool. Did you want to give a summary just while I Google when the book and film was released? Because I forgot to do that. That's okay. I, I, I did it. Oh, Brie did it. I did it. Awesome. The, the film was released in 2013 and the book was released in 2007. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty common gap. Yeah. Like six, seven years. Yeah. And this this came out, like, in the realm of Twilight. Yes. There seems to be a lot of um, teenagery, angsty, magical books, genres released around the same time. This kind of... Reminds me also of, like, um, Beautiful Creatures. Yeah. Twilight so, was released in 2009. Yeah. So, yes, that's fair. Um, Beautiful Creatures was released the same year. 2013? Yep. The film? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's the book we're doing this week. Um, Can I give a summary? I would love for you to give a summary. Okay, so sometimes I write the summaries out and sometimes I don't. Um, and I didn't write a summary out, so this is going to be an adventure. Okay, so Clary is your typical angsty teenage girl. She wants to be more interesting and more different than she feels like she is. She has a best friend who's in love with her named Simon, but she doesn't know it because she's oblivious. Of course. And near her 16th birthday, she discovers that she is part of a clan, an ancient clan of shadow hunters who are half angel and half human. Her mom has been kidnapped by the Hitler-esque villain of the series, uh, Valentine, in order to 
obtain one of the three mortal instruments, the cup, the mortal cup, mm-hmm. which if a human drinks from and they survive the process, they become a shadow hunter. So most of the book is about Clary grappling with and learning and understanding and accepting that she is part of this this demonic supernatural world. Mm, a bit too much, really. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing really happens until two-thirds of the way through the book. But what does happen is that her friend Simon gets abducted by vampires. They rescue him. She has this relationship with one of the shadow hunters who's, like, in New York where she lives named Jace. Um, he is an adopted member of another family um so she, he's got like an adopted brother and adopted sister isabella and um alec there's a bit of drama because alec is in love with jace he's gay but hasn't come out mm. it's a good um, aspect of this film there's a couple of gay characters yes that is a good aspect of the film and the book series i think um at a time where we still had relatively limited representation this is really nice we um, still have a bit limited but yeah it was yes. ni- it was especially nice at the time it's getting better getting better all the time yeah uh but uh, that that would have been a nice a nice aspect to um this teen romance drama uh that wasn't as uh prevalent in other in other books like it yeah definitely i think that was a really good summary especially off the top of your head yeah thanks i think i think so okay. yeah it's good i mean it's very succinct um i did read this book a long time ago and then I reread it for this um so I do have a bit of it did you like it more when you read it the first time um because you didn't have a yes I was a big twihard um twihard yeah that's what they're called I I was 100% team Jacob just in case anybody cares it seems to be the more logical choice but yeah I guess to be fair I was team Jacob then team Edward well I was team Edward then team Jacob then team Edward again and then Team Jacob at the end. I was yeah. like, uh. and then and there is that whole thing with the baby and imprinting. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> things things tend to get complicated in these books in a way that is unnecessary to the plot. Yeah, there's always some sort of um, either unacquainted love or um, some reason that it's a bit of a taboo for the lovers to be together. Yes, and in, in this it's, one, it's it's incest, which I hadn't come across. Yeah, so it's it, a bit more committed to the other ones, like oh, he's a vampire and I'm a human, or oh, you're she's a a witch and I'm a, just a teenage boy. I did like that they aged her up for the movie, though. She turns she's turning eighteen uh, in the movie rather than turning sixteen. I guess because of course fifteen year olds have sexual tension, but I just feel like it's yeah. a bit too much. It is. It is very to sexualize a fifteen year old girl. I guess is what I'm going for. Okay, yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I can I can feel that. But then we have talked about a lot of how these topics should be discussed because people, especially teenagers, young people are feeling these things. But I don't know, I guess it's the over sexualization of characters rather than actually talking about it in a constructive and healthy way. Yeah. I agree. I think I think these books because we tend to give them a hard time, but I think these books have a valid place. Yeah, they definitely have a place. Well, that's, I mean, I was I was a twihard. Yeah, and I'm an interesting person now. Well, that's exactly why, you know, we're talking about beautiful creatures, Twilight and Shadowhunters, and they're all successful because they do have a place. Yeah, we haven't yeah. talked about Twilight in the series. No, but I'm just saying we. I mean, I'm sure there's a podcast dedicated to Twilight and by itself, you know. Yeah, that I I've, I've I've listened to a podcast episode that talked about the Twilight franchise on Cult Popture, which we I was recently on. Um, and it's, it's really good. 
uh, but they don't cover the Mormon aspect. And having grown up Mormon, uh, I can see how a lot of a lot of the the ideals of Mormonism are in the Twihard. The Twihard. The Twilight books. Um, <laughs> anyway, back to the book. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's discovered, um, not unsurprisingly, that Valentine, the Hitler-esque villain of the series, is uh, is Clary, the main character's father. And um, it's insinuated that Jace is also um, one of Valentine's children. I actually read ahead. When I started this book series, I never ended up finishing it. Um, and I tried to finish it, but I really struggled with the lack of plot progression mm. um, in the in this series. I got about halfway through the second book and I was just like, I'm, I need to know certain things, but not the whole thing. So I just Wikipedia the summary and it is discovered that Jace and her are actually not related and Simon turns into a vampire. And I think That's he maybe starts a relationship with the werewolf. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 interesting because it's impl- like the reason that Simon becomes a vampire isn't because well eventually it's because he was bitten, but he actually gets poisoned because while he when he's turned into a rat and then captured by the vampires, he bites the vampires and drinks some of their blood and that poisons him. I don't ah, know if I okay. think that that would work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I, I I don't know if I follow that logic in. Um, supernatural demonology. Yeah, definitely. Anyway. Uh, well, let's get into the review. I just have a couple of numbers. Um, so the budget of the film was $60 million, And the opening weekend uh, was a, l- a bit dismal. Uh, $9.3 million. The gross total in the USA was $31 million, And worldwide it was $95 million. So, yeah, not really received well. Uh, by fans or people who hadn't read the book before. Um, It's not unsurprising, and we'll get into why. Definitely not unsurprising. It's so frustrating because, you know, we discussed this while watching it. 20 minutes into the film, you're like, yeah, like, this is some good casting. I see where you're going. And then all of a sudden, it just goes downhill super fast. So I guess uh, let's start with um, reviewing the film as an adaptation. Um, On a scale of 1 to 10, how do you review the film as an adaptation? As an adaptation. I always like seeing the representation of like all the gadgets and the world that they built, but mm. uh, it definitely missed some key points, which frustrated me. So maybe I would say like a five. Yeah, I see that. I would give it a five if they hadn't changed the motivation behind a key character that basically drives the plot. So I, I would give it a five, but I'm going to give it a four. Yeah, it's okay. quite low. Yeah, it, it is low. It is low. And here's the thing. So... Like you said, when we started, we were watching the film and I was like, wow, I this is better than I remember it being. Because like I said, I watched it a few, like quite a while ago. Yeah. Almost, probably almost 10 years. Oh God, that's well, it came out in 2013, so it, it, it would not, it would, that's only six oh. years ago. Okay. So I'm not as old as I think that I am. That's good to know. Um, You're so nice. Shut up. If I'm old, you're old. Just mm-hmm. keep that in mind. We're the same age. We're um, not old. So, I feel old. We just learned how to Instagram for this podcast. Yeah, we were trying we're to, how to Instagram. We were trying to do it on the laptop. Couldn't it, figure it out. Because I really like the bigger screen. Because this is this is this whole sentence is really showing my age, uh, our age. Yeah. And we couldn't figure out how to upload a photo. And you apparently have to do it through the app. You can view it on a laptop. But you can't upload images, and we find that a bit frustrating, but that's yeah, all right. I'm sure there's a way. 
Don't but I'm, well, let's not say definitively that you can't do it. Yeah, but I'm pretty proud. Let's say definitively that we don't know how. Yeah, because I figured out how to change the name on our website so that rather than a number that was assigned when we created it, it's now chapter one, take two, and we've got a Facebook page and an Instagram page, and they're all interlinked. So feel free to like us on those, by the way. Yes, absolutely, please. Um, and there'll be more content by the time you listen to this as well, so it'll be a good time. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? We okay, so it started off really well. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I was I always take notes. Um, so yeah. I'm a note taker, and I was a nerd in high school. Yeah. Well, you did. You tested well, so the notes. I, I I did test well, and I was my senior superlative was biggest teacher's pet. So uh, mine was best morning person, which doesn't make sense knowing you. I don't like you know being married to you. I would say, just kidding. She's a gem. Um. Anyway, tell us your notes. Good casting. That's the first note I wrote. And yeah, I think, definitely. I think that's pretty accurate. Lena Headey as um, Jocelyn, I think, is perfect. I'm really glad that... I mean, in, in reading the book, it's set in America. I imagine all the characters American, even though I know that they all grew up in Europe. And I'm really glad that they gave the characters different accents. Yeah. Um, I think that was a nice touch, um, a nice um, addition that I really enjoyed. Definitely. Um, she plays Cersei in Game of Thrones. Just to name drop properly. Yes, yes. Um, in case you hadn't made that connection. Um, Isabel's costume for the opening scene is perfect. I thought the opening scene was done really well. They sweated it up, which I was fine with. Um, but it, it captured what that would have been like for Clary. She's genuinely upset. She's freaking out. She's sweating. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> we, so the thing is that there's a TV series of this. And we sat down and tried to watch... Um, a couple of episodes of the TV series and could not do it. I watched the TV series a, a few years ago, uh, having read the book and was like, oh, maybe I can delve back into this. And um, I remember hating it then a bit, but I, I could stick through it. And at this point, I just couldn't do it. It's just... It's just so overly sexualized. Yeah, and overly dramatic that it just makes it silly. And it's just one of those shows you're watching it and you're just getting more and more frustrated as it goes on because there's no point of seriousness and it's like is it the actors or is it the like writers or is it the director who's making this so overly corny that it's painful because you'd like to think that you know actors have to start somewhere and it's fair enough that you start with tv shows smaller roles and you build up but some of them were just appalling like we talked about how the character who was playing jace in the tv show looks just like him but we didn't believe a word he was saying yeah no and he was you know and one of the differences, and I think probably one of the reasons I specifically point out Isabel's costume is in the TV series, Isabel's costume is a slutty dress. And in the book and in the movie, Isabel's costume is an old, lacy, white frock that is gorgeous. Um, and they did that really well. So Yeah, they did. And I can see you also put Clary's scream is realistic as fuck. It's, it's super realistic. And I really appreciated that. I also... Put this real note. They did a good job at setting up the dynamic of the characters um, in the beginning and the relationships. There's a scene where Clary puts a blanket on Jocelyn when she gets back home from the club. And I thought that was a really nice touch because it foreshadows that Clary is going to be taking care of her mom going forward in the series. Because her mom, um, they do end up rescuing her mom. She is kidnapped. They do end up rescuing her. And she remains in a coma. And Clary has to learn how to take care of her mom. And I thought that was really good foreshadowing. But it also establishes that even though Clary fights with her mom and gets frustrated with her mom, she really loves and has a strong connection to her mom. So I thought that was really good. Yeah. I also like in that scene how Jocelyn's actually awake. And she's like letting 
uh, Clary do that. And it's kind of an underlying thing where Jocelyn... Is Jocelyn, she? Yeah, Jocelyn opens her eyes when she walks away. Oh. So she's actually... Wait. I might have been looking down right yeah, you, you, you were, you were. <laughs> but I think that also portrays how Jocelyn isn't just the um, appearance of what Clary thinks she is. Like, yeah. Clary sees her as just this loving mum who's kind of boring and is into art, but actually Jocelyn is this powerful warrior who has all this information it's like all below the surface kind of thing yeah um, so that whole scene really is quite descriptive i really enjoyed new york looks really dirty and grimy and new york if you've been there is dirty and grimy so i really enjoyed that um i like that they showed the glamour so um there's a concept in the world building of humans and this is really common in supernatural worlds Humans, and uh, we talked about it a bit in, in Percy Jackson. It's very similar to um, the, mist. the mist in Percy Jackson. So humans just process supernatural ideas in a way that makes sense to them. So instead yeah. of seeing a demon, they see an angry dog. And they showed that, and I really liked that. And it probably also helps save on some of the budget. But then they do show the demon um, yeah, in, they do. in CGI. And it's disgusting looking. So that was, that was good, and I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Some of the lines uh, are really witty and fun. And... I also enjoyed that. There was some good, solid writing, but what they did is what they do in a lot of Hollywood films, and they deviated massively from the central motivation of the plot, and that is why Valentine forms the circle. Yeah, and that's really frustrating because someone like you uh, went ahead and looked at how book two and three go, and so you're like, oh, okay, it's not that different. But for someone who's just read the first book and it's all about the purity of bloodlines and all these things, when the movie all of a sudden mentions that Valentine has been messing with the cup and mixing his own blood with demon blood, it's like completely derails the whole thing because it's supposed to be about him wanting to kill all demons to purify the world. And yeah. it's just like, why have you done this? And it, it, it changes what happened. So the circle didn't fall apart because Valentine was doing extreme and weird experimentations with demon blood, the circle fell apart because uh, a faction in the group led by Clary's mother um, broke off and fought back once they realized that Valentine wasn't who he said he was. Yeah, he went, he was going to go too He was far. manipulating everyone. He was a Hitler-esque person who wanted to purify bloodlines and had a, a faction of people following him who he manipulated and controlled because he was charming. I mean, it's... It's not yeah. that different from a lot of villains in these types of stories. It's not yeah. that different from Voldemort. Exactly. I was just just going to say Voldemort. And that's another thing. Like These series could be as phenomenal global powers like Harry Potter was, but they keep just missing. It's just like, it's like, oh, you're there. And then you trip because, I don't know, you don't think the franchise is going to continue. And so you don't stay true to the book, which is already has a fan base kind of thing. But... Like we talked about how, you know, three quarters of the book is Clary just c coming to terms with the fact that she's part of this world. And the movie does goes goes away to fix some of those problems and then just jumps off the deep end and derails it. Yeah, but with Harry Potter, Harry is told within the first, like, you know... Uh, chapter. Chapter. Two chapters. That he's a wizard and it's like, cool, cool. he accepts that and then we get to see the awesome world. Like, you yeah. know... We get that people are like, oh, I'm not who I think that I am. Like, I'm torn. I feel like I'm supposed to be part of something bigger. And then they realize that they are. And then Clary's all like, oh, I can't believe this. My mum's been lying to me. It's all so blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, cool. Get over it. Like, let us 
experience the world with you now that you know you're part of this. Yeah. Her mom's been cat- kidnapped by demons. She's seen demons. She's seen magic. She's she's fought a demon. She's killed a demon. Her house has been exploded. Um, her friend's been kidnapped. And it takes her ages to come to terms with the fact that she's part of this world. Yeah. And I understand that there would be different... In reality, there'd be different levels of accepting that. But at... at 50% through the book, we need to move on to um, an actual plot. Yeah. And the entire plot is around the mortal cup and getting her mom back, but none of that actually happens until the last, like, four or five chapters. Mm. And it all happens very quickly. She discovers where the mortal cup is, yeah, um, like, bam, bam, how bam, to bam. get it back. And there are so many very simple mistakes that are made that don't seem logical, like the fact that uh, she pulls the cup out of the card where it's hidden. It's hidden in a painting that her mother made, and she pulls the cup out of the painting and into the real world um, where it can be stolen very easily. Whereas if she's got it in the cup, she can easily bargain. And she does bargaining beforehand, so it's not like she doesn't understand the concept. Yeah, she could just leave it in the card and then go back to the institute where they know they're safe rather than pulling it out in front of a, someone who they don't really know that well. And it's like, oh, they're a demon. Who saw that coming? Now we have to fight them. Yeah. And I... I don't know a lot about the supernatural genre of, of, of books. Um, I watched Supernatural, the TV series, for years um, before I got bored with it. Um, maybe after the third or fourth time that Sam and Dean were both resurrected at the end of a series or a series story plot line. Um, but I think in a storytelling way, like the, the, the problem with the book is that the book spends a lot of time building the world but not a lot of time exploring the plot. It is all about the world building. I mean, halfway through the second book, Clary hasn't even received any form of training on how to be a shadow hunter. Yeah. And there are all sorts of weird inconsistencies, like or like like logical fallacies. Um, Jace is somehow employed by the Clave to kill demons, so she, he's got to adhere to Clave laws. But uh, he also talks about having been fighting demons for a third of his life and i find it difficult to believe that he would have been allowed to fight demons since the glaive is so strict and so concerned about its image and the courts and the politics of it and losing at 12 sh- years old yeah and also losing shadow hunters like they're, yeah they're a dying race why well he wouldn't even be 12 because in the book he's like 15 16 so he's 17 in the book okay but so for a third of his life you yeah. know, 12, 13, 14, he started killing like, demons. And yeah, I'm like, like he's not, not even... Right. And, and it's it's brought up in the book that he's not even a legal shadow hunter. He's not an adult. Yeah. So how is he killing demons on missions for the clave, but also not a legal shadow hunter or an adult? It just doesn't make sense. No. No, no, it doesn't. I just felt like both the movie and the book could have been something good, and both of them kind of fell short. Yeah, definitely. Like you were saying at the beginning how good the casting was uh and it really is like it's got a lot of famous people like lily collins plays clary in the film and i really like her as an actress i'm a fan of phil collins music uh but her portrayal in like to the bone where she plays a character with anorexia i think is really amazing and i think it's pretty true about some experiences she's had um but it's almost like they don't commit to either being really dramatic or serious and so then it kind of goes in this in-between place where the actors are it like seems very corny and fake i don't know i i enjoyed like 
maybe the first half of the film. The film was a bit long for me. In fact, I think I dozed off during the fight yeah, scene. Yeah, you did. That's right. Like, because you were like, oh, we can finish and watch it before we go to bed. And then it had another hour and a half to go. And you were like, why is this dragging yeah, on for like, so Yeah, like, we'd long? already been watching it for, I don't know if it was an hour and a half. We'd already been watching it for 90 minutes. And it had, like, another 45 minutes to an hour left. And I was like, what even is this? Yeah. It was too long for a teen movie uh, and for being the first installment in a series. Yeah, and too long for how little actually happened. Yeah, because like we talked about, the plot is already kind of weak because most of the book is Claire coming to terms with the fact that she's in the world. It would have been interesting if she came to terms in the first, like, maybe third, had a bit of that whole, like, I don't really know, I'm so scared, I don't know what's going on, I don't know if I should trust these people, and then accepted it, moved on, and they started training her. Yeah, her actually training would have been much more interesting and it would have made more sense because later on she is supposed to fight some demons and she actually draws, what are they called? The runes. Yeah, she draws a rune on her hand that has come out of nowhere in her brain and is able to freeze the demons in time. Yeah. We have previously had no reference to that or anything at all. They even skip the scene where she sees Magnus and he shows her the rune to help bring her memory back yeah that he's been wiping which out. was really inter- it was a really interesting part of the book i thought yeah um and they skipped over magnus's whole backstory which is also a really interesting part of the book because he has a speech the one that you read at the beginning yeah um which is clearly an allegory to him being gay yeah no it absolutely is uh <laughs> to think otherwise would be a bit naive uh, i mean it's really dark and it would have been nice to see maybe a different version of that story um, maybe where one of his family accepted him, his mom didn't commit suicide and his dad didn't try to kill him but uh, as, just as far as like gay representation but um, it uh, it's, it's, one of the, it's one of the more interesting parts of the book series, it's one of the books part, the parts of the series that made me like it in the first place mm. was that representation yeah uh, and in the movie he comes out in underwear I just yeah. think that's funny. Um, well, uh, the next section is, how do you feel, how would you rate the film as a film? As a film? As a film. Higher or lower? I'd probably never watch it again. <laughs> uh, I'd also probably never watch it again. Yeah, like I don't feel like watching it would ever get anything out of it, and it's not something that I have a childhood association with, like just to watch for nostalgia's sake. Like literally... Because I'd watch Twilight again if I felt like it. Yeah. Well, I went to the midnight screening of the fourth Twilight movie just because it was so fun to be part of the hype of it all. But, like, yesterday I finished watching Hercules just for the twelfth time because it's nice to have on in the background. Yeah. But this is a film that's, like... Not even nice. It starts off. Because, like, we... Neither of us really like the book of beautiful creatures. And it has similar kinds of problems in the writing. But the movie... I, I don't know if I'd ever watch it again, but I wouldn't hate to watch it again, you know? I, I, I wouldn't say it's a complete waste of my time. No, but, they're definitely worse films to yeah, watch. Yeah, um, but There I, are some genuinely funny moments in both of these films that make it slightly more redeemable. Um, I looked up the writer of the film. Her name is uh, Jessica Postigo. Uh, she worked on Tarzan in um, 2017. Oh, yeah. I tried to stop watching that. And I had to stop and it was so bad. Um, and 
I feel like she's got some genuine talent. There were lines between her and Simon and between Simon and Jace that were fun and interesting. I remember laughing out loud at one point, but I can't remember what they actually said. Yeah, no. Um, I just said, I did just save your life. Um, is something that I starred, but I don't remember the context of it because it was a week ago. Um, but yeah. I, yeah, I did genuinely laugh and chuckle at a few points. I remember thinking the scene between Jace and uh, not Jace, uh, Alec and Clary, where Alec and Clary take turns threatening each other. Um, I thought that was really good, really well done, taken directly from the book. I, I think there was there was a lot of merit to, I mean, for what it was. I don't expect a whole lot out of these teen romance dramas, but there was definitely a seed of something good in this. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh... So I guess I would definitely rate it higher. I would maybe rate it five and a half, mm. maybe a six. I guess the more we're talking about it, the kind of more I'm remembering. So, like, you said we watched it a week ago. And I feel like I'd give it a four. Because it's just annoys me to watch. Because it just has such potential. So I feel like that's worse. Rather, yeah. rather than it just being real shit and being like, yeah, okay, it's shit. That's fine. It's like, you had this cast and you had the budget and you had some cool... Like, I really enjoy how gross and gory a lot of the demons are. And then... You just give me a film that's boring to watch. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't enjoy it. I didn't like the interpretation of Valentine either. No, no, no. He was made almost a bit too hippie-ish. Like, he's got beads in his hair and he's got dreadlocks where he's supposed to be a very controlled, put-together, broad-shouldered kind of, uh, not businessman, but much more stately. Hmm. Yeah. He seemed really punky, punk rock-like. Yeah very like his jacket's open he's not wearing a shirt and he's got his abs out and there's eyeliner on yeah there's a scene that describes him in the book where he's the same age as hodge who is someone who double crosses them because he can't leave the institute but when valentine like he looks younger and he's you know he's wearing a big coat and clary's like he's you can tell that he's stronger than what he looks like kind of thing like he's supposed to be big and burly yeah that kind of sounds like that's our dog yeah and our dog again they can hear us talking and they're like i want to come out but if i let them out they'll talk they'll talk as well um yeah i agree i i imagined um i imagined valentine is like the suave debonair villain-esque type thing yeah he's supposed to be incredibly charismatic and convincing yeah like a young voldemort is described yeah Almost like politician-y. Yes, like a like a like a snaky politician. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So I'd probably rate it lower. Something fun, some fun facts. The actor who plays Simon, whose name is Robert Sheehan. Robert Sheehan. 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 He is in Umbrella Academy um, and Misfits. And Misfits. I like him in Umbrella Academy. I didn't actually make that connection. He has come through quite a transformation, I would say. His character in Umbrella Academy actually reminds me of Valentine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, his character actually reminds me of um, Valentine. I was thinking that I I could picture them being very similar. Um, I know that the actor who plays, I think, Alec in the TV series um, auditioned to be in the film, but didn't make it, and then I think he got to play it in the in the TV series. But I guess 
Interesting. It is interesting. Different levels of professional acting. Yeah, there were there were parts of the TV the 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 book series, the world building. One of my favorite parts is when they're in the church, um, and Jace talks about how all religions help them in their um, their battle against demons, and so they can go into any church or any temple or any synagogue anywhere in the world and um, go to the altar, and they will find weapons to help them if they need them. And I thought that was a really interesting part of of the book series. I think it is really interesting. I think it's a little bit of an oversimplification of the fight against evil, that Mm. it's a literal fight of violence to kill evil. Like, in my mind, the fight against evil is much more about the spread of misinformation or changing people's, you know, minds about things. It's about morals and ethics. It's not about physically killing something. And I guess... Now I'm starting to talk about, like, I would like to know where the demons originate and why is it that shadow hunters can kill the demons, but eventually they regenerate. Yeah. Which is a lot like Percy Jackson. You never actually kill a demon, but shadow hunters do die permanently. Yes. I always find that frustrating. Like, why? Why is the fight for evil never over? Like, I get you shouldn't just settle, but I also like finality. Mm. Like, I like it when Voldemort is turns to ash or paper or whatever he he just dies blows away into he's just dead there's someone with um who's had eczema images like that are just so gross i'm like oh flaky skin you bother me so much oh um we're really going on tangents now trying to stretch out the content overall the book and the movie are fine they're average you don't really need there are other things if you really want to uh get into some fantasy reading. There are definitely other books that we would recommend over this one. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Um, no disrespect, because, you know, to, yeah, publish, no. to publish books and series is always uh, good for you and amazing. Uh, and it's got quite a following. Absolutely. Uh, there's just, you know. And I think that there are 13-year-old and 14-year-old girls and boys um, who would find this series uh, really interesting to read. It's... Mm if they like fantasy and supernatural beings, because I think there is truth in the idea that a lot of girls and a lot of boys feel misplaced. Different words to be a teenager. And is to feel misplaced. Yeah, and your brain isn't fully developed. And and I think this book's a little bit more self-aware with that. Definitely. Yeah, no, there are certainly solid aspects. It's uh, better than other books we've done this season. Yeah, and there's something else I like, and I guess I know this because I've read um, the summaries of the other books, is that Simon doesn't dead the girl. And I really appreciate that because you can be a great best friend and in love with your best friend for years, and that and, and, and that does not entitle you to anything. No, just because you've waited, hoping that they'll change their feelings doesn't mean that you deserve it. Like, yeah. If someone doesn't feel the same, then they don't feel the same. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I think Simon reacts quite aggressively when he realizes that she doesn't feel the same. But I think... Yeah, he's very much like, but I'm here. Why yeah. do you not love me? Yeah. It's like, you just don't feel it. But I think that's not an abnormal reaction to have at it's that not, age. It's not, but we... What, what do you mean, at that age, it happens constantly? Like That's true. Adults do it as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we could talk about... Basically, all violence towards women. Well, that's, that's not what this is about. Not what this podcast is about, anyway. Mm, yeah, but I, I did really enjoy that aspect that um, 
Clara doesn't seem to end up with Simon. Yeah. Um, Do you know if her and Jace end up together? You know, the, the summaries were difficult to follow. Valentine dies in, like, book two, and then other things happen. Like, not, maybe not book two. It might have been book other three. Other things I don't know. It was, you know, like, the, the story goes on, and Valentine's not in it anymore. And I was like, okay. isn't this series about Valentine? Isn't he the evil guy? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I just got a bit bored, so... Um, I guess now we need to do our final segment. I wonder what we're going to say. Um, where we talk about whether or not it should be, um, God, I always forget this and I'm the one who invented this segment. Yeah. We've always had discussions about the name. Revise, remake, retire. Yes. Revise, remake, retire. I always enjoy it when we say our answers at the same time. Uh, yeah, I do too. So just to recap, um, so revise is where they have another go at trying to do the film but closer to the book series and its intent. Um, remake is where they just update it with updated CGI, new actors, um, new directors, new writers. Um, and then retire is where they just, they just leave it alone. Just... Walk away. Yeah. So, um, it, the book is either too good um, um, to ever be adapted again, or it's not good enough to have another chance. Mm. Um, yeah. So, shall we do this on the count of three? Okay. Or should I try and read your mind? So, why don't, why don't, this will be fun. Okay, why don't you say, why don't you say what you think that I'm going to say, and I'll say what I think that you're going to say, and I feel like, I'm just guessing here, we're both going to be right. Okay. One, two... Three. Retire. Retire. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So that episode is done. And next week we're going to cover another cult classic. Do you want to say what it is? Yeah. I think I don't understand the term cult classic entirely. Is it just a classic? I don't know if I understand the term cult classic. All right. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, Let's give you a hint. This story um, has animals in it. Specifically... Lions. And tigers. And bears. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great one to finish the series on, I think. Uh, the Wizard of Oz is what we're going to be doing. And I'm... By re- Frank Elbaum. Elbaum? Bum. Bum. I'm really enjoying reading the book. We're reading it to each other um, before we go to bed at night. And obviously it's a film I've watched many times uh, with the wonderful Judy Garland. And... Yeah, did I say Garland right? Is it Garland like Christmas Garland? Or is it Gar... I don't know if there is another kind of Garland. Okay, cool. I've actually said it right then. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so reading the book is, um, you know, we'll obviously talk about it more next week, but I'm enjoying, it's very different, and I'm enjoying learning about the original uh, way that the author intended it to be perceived. Yes, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk about this next week, but um, something fun is that this book was originally written in German. Yeah, we've had several books. Yeah, I think we've had three books. Three books. That. uh, Never Ending Story. Ink Ink Heart. This one? Yeah, Wizard of Oz. And, funnily enough, the author of Ink Heart does the introduction for this edition of... um, The Wizard of Oz. Yes. Yeah, we'll read it for you. It's actually really good. Yeah, Uh, it's really good. Yeah. 
it makes me feel a bit bad about um, not enjoying her book as much as I do. I honestly feel like with Encart, a lot of the power is lost in translation. Yeah. I feel like if I spoke German, read German fluently, it would be a different reading experience. Yeah. Because obviously it was good enough to be translated into English and then made into an American film. Yep. Uh, but I just think a lot of the power is lost. Yep. And surely it's translation. But yeah, that's uh, next week. That is next week. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. And please like, subscribe, review wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, wherever good podcasts are sold. Yeah, tell your friends. Podcasts aren't sold. No, they're not. They're free. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, bye. See you later. <laughs> oh, no.